the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. If I could, I, I would hold up today's daily newspaper to show you that we are here live and local. Mm-hmm. Right? We really are. What would that be? I guess I could do the equivalent of holding my phone up, right? Right, you could. My phone says 405. Well, Don't worry well, about it. Considering our live stream says Thursday, November. The, all the commercials are taped. Uh-huh. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> There's bound to be some tape stuff right. somewhere. What's right. this Thursday, so, November 14th? So it is November I don't know 14th. what happened there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we got part of it right. Right. I, I drugged the wrong graphic in, I guess. Uh-huh. Springing ahead. It's a good thing you're a part-time producer. Otherwise, yeah, really. you'd be out the door here. It's a good, it's a good right. thing I'm your boss, so uh-huh. I won't fire myself. Okay, yeah. And I guess you're telling us to and keep it down because you anybody are... wants to apply for this job, there's a thing online for it right now. I'm going to hire the first person I run across. It's yours. That you is, work with them. That is not Okay, true. yeah. So Christy's gone. We're looking for a producer here. And our boss is filling in. That's why we are we are live though. Just we in really case you're are live. We really and we are excited about the applications we've received. <laughs> I want to meet those people in a hot minute. Did you watch the game yesterday? I did. Well, I had to take a trip uh, oh, in the did. car, and so I had to listen mm. to the last maybe quarter and a half. Oh, uh, that's a chunk then. Was yeah. that your alarm? Is that no? I thought I heard an alarm going off there. But now you're hearing things. Uh, yeah, right. You're picking on Gary. Now you're hearing Sorry, things. What the, the yeah. heck is going yeah. on? Hey, they they looked good, didn't they? They won. They did win. They won. And I would say a resounding fashion, despite the well, miscues I mean, by the kicker. Well, that's a crappy team. They're a horrible team. They the, were. The They're Saints really team. are bad. Yeah. So, I mean, look, let's I'm take, not our, saying we're world let's beaters, take our victories me. where we can get that's them. That's exactly it. But I just, you Yeah, know, it wasn't Patrick Mahomes. No, it certainly wasn't. But that's okay. I'll take a win. Right. The W's a W, right? Be glad for a W. How do you feel about Kenny? Well, he, I mean, he's on a he has a steep learning curve. He does. Seems a little anxious it's in there, doesn't he? It's a big difference. College to pro. College and playing pro. I can't imagine. I mean, just look at the size of the people. Yeah. Do some damage to you. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fast <laughs> and it's Anybody would be a little fidgety back there, wouldn't oh, they? Oh, it just makes me sick be thinking a about anxious. it. Yeah. Makes yeah. me sick thinking about it. But you know, he doesn't inspire confidence yet, does he? He does not. No, no. no. It's all right. You saw Ben up there watching the game, you think I know. Ben A. Have you checked out his podcast? No. I heard ben? it's excellent. Oh, it's excellent. Good. No surprise. Yeah, it's excellent. Right? Very he's, interesting. He's been a very fine communicator, yeah. right? Yeah. Very good. He had Heath Miller on. Oh, did he though? Yeah, I just I heard the very beginning and then I got caught up on other things and okay. I haven't gone back to. All right, well, very good. Anyway, Steelers get a win. That's all good on a Monday. Exactly. Right? We're happy you're with us. We yeah. have a terrific show today. Tim and Kathy Keller with oh. us in the five o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. Tim's got a brand new book out on forgiveness, which, as you might expect, is terrific, mm-hmm. thought provoking, 
challenging, all the things that you might uh, have come to believe in when you see Forgive. a Tim Keller book coming. Why should I? Yeah. How can I? So that's right? in the 5 o'clock hour today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Clugson will be with us from live from the White House in just a couple minutes. Um, also, we're going to be doing Apple rankings today. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean products. I mean the fruit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite apple? Yes. Thank you for asking. Don't tell me. Let's not, find out where it is on the list, all right? Also, in the 5 o'clock hour is we're going to play a little game. Is this vegetable healthier, raw, or cooked? <laughs> it's the foodie edition of, <laughs> of the, the Ride, ride home. home. All right, Castle, without further ado, of course, it's been a busy, busy weekend. Oh, it's National Pickle Day. Who doesn't love a pickle? I love a pickle. We can talk about it later. All right, very good. Okay, without further ado, please give us the news stories, the top four at four. For Monday, November 14th, 2022, number one, President Zelensky made a surprise visit to a key city in southern Ukraine today, just days after it was liberated from Russian occupation. He arrived in Kherson this morning and told soldiers and civilians that the liberation of the only regional Ukrainian capital that Russia had managed to wrest control of since February represented, quote, the beginning of the end of the war. Really? That's what he said. Wouldn't that, if that was true... Would it be so? Please, stop the bloodshed. He lauded Ukraine's army and vowed that it was, quote, coming to all the occupied territories still held by Russian forces in the south and east of his country. Excellent. From CBS News. Very good. Did you pick up a Tony Award? Uh, (laughs) No, not a Tony. He has the Oscar from, uh, what's his name? Sean Penn. Sean Penn. So I think he'd pick up a Tony from somebody else. you're right. It's a good point. Maybe there's an Emmy coming. He might even settle for a Shop and Save card (laughs) or a John Eagle Advantage card. Yeah, he might be be really encouraged by a Golden Globe. Right. Looking for some swag, right? (laughs) Number two. Flu season is here and Mm. early red flags, John, suggest it's on track to be... Very, very bad. That's what they are saying. Great. Where am I? Who's they? Vox.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, that's according to the latest data for the CDC, which says that there are extraordinarily high numbers of positive flu tests. Um, as of November 5th, nearly yeah. 14,000. But here's the thing that's more than 12 times the number reported the same time in 2019. Oh, my goodness. Well, we were all sitting at home in 2019, right? No, no. We weren't sitting at home until 2020. Oh, right. Yeah, they all run together. I think I was sitting home for a little bit in 2019. (laughs) (laughs) Can you believe that? 12 times higher? Good gravy. They said, now, some of it is that more people are being tested now. Um... Because you can get your the three tests done at the same time, COVID, RSV, and the flu. Mm-hmm. And so they're coming up with more testing. Great. Um, like but, a pin cushion. Right. Um, but RSV, of course, we've talked about over the last couple of weeks, has taken over, especially a lot of children's hospital wards across the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, but five times as many people have also been hospitalized for the flu so far this Great. season. I went to bed last night and had like a little sniffle, you know, like a bedtime. Oh, and you thought this is it. I think that every time. <laughs> I get a little scratch on my throat. I'm like, I go, oh, I'm okay. going down. Exactly. And I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, oh I'm fine. I'm okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Number three. Naomi Biden, the granddaughter of the president, and uh, Peter Neal are getting married on the South Lawn on Saturday and what will be the 19th wedding in White House history. It'll be the first wedding with the president's granddaughter as the bride. Um, Yeah, so that's exciting. The first one in that location of the White House on the South Lawn. Uh, Naomi Biden is a lawyer. Her father is Hunter Biden. uh, And her fiancé recently graduated from Penn's Law School. They live in Washington. And for those of you keeping track of trivia, nine of the 18 documented White House weddings were for a president's daughter. Who was the most recent one? John, you have any idea? 
Mm, I, I'm sorry, I do not. That's all right. Richard Nixon's daughter Trisha was married there ago? in 1971. Wow. Lyndon Johnson's daughter Linda was married there in 1967. Well, that goes back a long way, the 60s, really. If you're interested in more details about that, there's a really good article in ABC News today okay. that chronicles uh, a lot of the White House weddings. Okay. With a laptop, either. Uh, you know it's going to be brought up. Of course, of course it's going to be brought up. I thought I'd beat you to the punch. Right. He's going to be doing some art. Okay, Number four. Mm-hmm. Sotheby's auction house in New York reporting that a Tyrannosaurus Rex skull likely to sell for up to $20 million at auction next month, according to CNN. The skull weighs more than 200 pounds and is over six feet tall. And that is your top four at four. Can you believe that the skull is over six feet tall? That's wild. Isn't, Isn't that, that outrageous? So who's going to buy that? Where is that going to sit? In someone's garage? Someone's, it better you know, not sit some in somebody's garage or somebody's going to pay $20 million so for it. I'm, you you know where imagine. He was, uh, so he's been named Maximus. Because he's, he's enormous. Maximum. Do you know where he was discovered? S- North or South Dakota? Yes, on, a private, on private mm-hmm. land in South Dakota in the Hell Creek Formation. Um, nearly all of the skull's jaws and teeth have been preserved. And um, it's been 25 years since they sold, since they auctioned off the very first dinosaur bones. Hmm. And that at that time, a T-Rex skull went for $8 million. Okay. So inflation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you would imagine like you know, like National History Museum in New York City, they're not going to bid on that. No, they don't have they enough money to that do that. They can't afford that something. No, it's going to end up, it's going to go to like Jeff Bezos is going Saudi down, Arabia yep. or China somewhere, yep. and it's going to sit in someone's mansion. Yeah. Can you believe it's six feet tall? That's cool. I love it so much. Me too. I'd like to touch it. Yeah. Just put your you hand up there. You can see photographs of it online today. Very nice. That article's from today's trip. All right. Thank you for that uh, update on Happy the uh, happenings John. in and around the world. We'll take a quick break from that update to the White House. Greg Cluxton joins us live from the White House to take a look at the nation's going on from the Capitol and beyond. Greg Cluxton next on The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. I won! I won! Yes! And we want you to win, too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes update. Each Friday, you can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes update, mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com slash subscribe. Persecuted Christians in China, they're beaten, jailed, and threatened with death, and they need your help today. This is Bible League International, and just outside of Beijing, 12-year-old Ming became a believer after learning English as a second language through a program from Bible League because the Bible is the source of the reading assignments. Ming would lead her father, Daiku, a Confucianist to Christ, but her bitter atheist mother has turned them in for attending a house church near their home outside of Beijing. Now, we're not sure what's going to happen to these two, but they remain faithful in worship, and they're praying for Bibles because in their church of 200, there's only about three Bibles. Many are known to stay after the service to write down some scriptures just to have something to take into their week. And 50-year-old Katsu, beaten and jailed many times as a pastor, he led his atheist interrogator to Christ. Together they've seen thousands come to Christ. They need Bibles in China. Join Word FM and Bible League in blessing 5,000 Bibleist persecuted believers at only $5 a Bible. $100 sends 20. Call 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD or give at wordfm.com. You've all helped build my pillow and the incredible company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. It's John Hall. 
Right now, MyPillow is offering exclusive offers on their bed sheets, their six-piece towel set, and even offering an extended 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will now have an extended money-back guarantee through March 1st. The Giza bed sheets are marked down as low as $29.99. And believe me when I say you'll get a great night's sleep in these. Their six-piece towel set is made with USA cotton, comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Typically retails at $89.98, now just $39.98 with promo code WORD. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code WORD, or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD. These offers will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bedsheets. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com. As we start off most Mondays, we go now to the White House where Greg Clugston is with us. Greg Clugston is the SRN News White House correspondent. Always brings us up to date about the goings on in and around the nation's capital and across the world. Greg, happy Monday to you. Hey, happy Monday, John and Kathy. Very good, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, the best news that we can all, uh, three of us, exult in is the fact that the campaign ad season is over. Mm-hmm. So we can... unless unless you live in Georgia, yeah. uh, exactly, where it's okay. increased by thirty percent. Okay, so so the Senate is now in uh, Democratic hands after the votes yeah. were finally counted in Nevada. Um, Georgia's the only one left. Um, tell us how the White House is responding to all the news. Well, the White House and D- Democrats generally are are very pleased with the performance, uh, even though the House is still up for debate in terms of uh, what the final tally is going to be in terms of uh, the seat numbers on the House side. It's it's widely anticipated that the, the, the Republicans will maintain uh, or will hold a small, slim, maybe only a single digit majority of the House. Uh, and that would go along with a, a Democrat controlled uh, Senate. So uh, this, this was not the outcome that Democrats or Republicans were really expecting. Obviously, Republicans uh, unhappy, disappointed about uh, that outcome, and Democrats surprised by their better than expected showing. One interesting thing about the Senate is that uh, there's been talk that, well, maybe the Georgia race isn't going to be the runoff in December, is not going to be as important uh, because uh, we, we, we know right now that there is that advantage that the Democrats have and they can always have the vice president's tie-breaking vote if it does remain 50-50. But the idea is that um, if, if you have another vote for the Democrats, then they would not have to evenly divide the membership of the Senate committees. When there's a tie even number of committee members for each party. But that changes if there's even one more in advantage of the Democrats. So that's a, that's a, that's a bit at play when you look at the Georgia race. Interesting. All right. So it, it was surprising, I think, at least from my perspective, Greg, even knowing how, how important Roe v. Wade and the rollback was, that it infused and energized a lot of voters, Democrats and Republicans. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we're still analyzing, and, and uh, researchers are going to be looking at the uh, you know the exit poll numbers and and looking at all of the issues, including abortion, uh, as we move farther away from these midterms in terms of research and analytics and that kind of thing. But the the initial uh, sense is that at least in some states, um, abortion was uh, was a motivating factor for a lot of voters, and uh, some of the specific abortion ballot measures. Uh, in fact, uh, went in the favor of abortion rights advocates and not the pro-life voters. And so that that does seem to be certainly uh, certainly an element. It's interesting because uh, at an overseas news conference earlier today, the president was asked if uh, he's going to be able to pass uh, in the House uh, this idea of a nationwide abortion ban, essentially legalizing Roe v. Wade, which, as we know, was overturned by the Supreme Court this summer. And the president, if you remember back a couple of weeks, that was one of his final pitches as uh, we were coming down the stretch for the midterms. He said, if Democrats gain seats, then the first thing uh, that he would he would propose in terms of legislation would be a nationwide abortion ban. Um, uh, I'm I'm sorry, not in a ban, but making it legal. I apologize. Uh, And so uh, he was asked about that today and he said, no, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, we perform better, but he says we don't have the votes, meaning Democrats. And so uh, there is that sliver that pro-life Americans are hanging on to right now. Talking to Greg Cluxton, live from the White House. He's SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, of course, we have a new senator here in the state of Pennsylvania. Um, John Fetterman defeated uh, Dr. Oz last week. Uh, to the surprise of a lot of us who watched him perform live on the debate stage several weeks prior, um, in which he seemed clearly uh, impaired by his recent stroke. Um, I know that that was a race that was closely watched by people all over the nation. Um, and Barack Obama was here. And we haven't seen him for a long time. Uh, Oprah was here. I mean, Joe Biden was here multiple times. Um, Any statements from the White House on uh, how they saw the Pennsylvania race? Well, the Pennsylvania race, not just the not for the Senate, but also, you know, the governor race and uh, some other key uh, House positions there. Republicans did not fare well, as I'm sure, you know, in in Pennsylvania. And uh, and certainly, you know, you did have the, the, the president visiting uh, Pennsylvania, I think I maybe mentioned a week or two ago, something like a two dozen times Joe Biden, since taking office, has visited Pennsylvania, wow. uh, whether it whether it was for campaigning or other, uh, you know, policy events, you know, surrounding his administration's uh, goals and policies. So they the White House has put a lot of effort. The administration has put a lot of effort into Pennsylvania, uh, other states as well. But Pennsylvania is 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 one of those uh, obviously battleground states. And it's a key prize, not just in the presidential elections, but in the midterms, as we just learned last week. All right, Greg. So let's move forward and look uh, to tomorrow. And despite misgivings from those in his inner circle, it looks as though President Trump is about to make an announcement tomorrow. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern from his Mar-a-Lago club in Palm Beach, Florida. And he has been teasing the possibility of announcing a re-election bid for the White House for months and months at these rallies and in interviews that he's done occasionally. Uh, And he says he's very, very close and he's very probably going to be making this announcement soon. Well, tomorrow it appears that that is going to be what the announcement is at this event in Florida. And... uh, We've we've heard from key advisors who are close to, you know, the Trump circle uh, of advisors and and other people close to that orbit. Uh, We've heard a couple of things, John, one of which you just mentioned uh, that there was this concern that, you know, jumping in now before, for example, the Georgia runoff might serve as the distraction. 
Um, that's still moving forward, apparently, according to the Trump people. And the other idea is that um, whether this is this is the right time uh, to do it right after the elections, because we learned last week that he had to be uh, talked out of announcing on election night uh, his announcement about 2024. And uh, so he has waited one week and um, I have media credentials to be there at the event and we'll be reporting live from that event tomorrow evening. We'll look forward to getting personal text messages from you as the evening goes on, Greg. Uh, <laughs> All right, stay up late. <laughs> stay up late indeed. Uh, let's talk about the president's trip to China. Um, what has it been like? Um, what's been discussed? And what do you know? Right. Well, he's in Indonesia. He met with the uh, president of China today. That was really the highlight of his uh, schedule right now. He's been attending uh, three uh, different international summits overseas, making stops in uh, other countries. And he's in Indonesia currently with the G20 starting tomorrow. So on the sidelines, he met earlier today uh, for a good three hours face-to-face talks with China's Xi Jinping. Now, uh, he has not met with um, you know an American president since Donald Trump. We were just talking about Trump since he was in office. And uh, to be honest, the relationship between the U.S. and China is is not at its uh, best, uh, you know, best space right now. And that's been the case for some time. And so just the fact that you have these leaders meeting face to face, shaking hands and really diving deep on a lot of uh, key and critical issues uh, that was seen by a lot of outsiders, a lot of foreign policy analysts as very important moving forward, even if there's maybe not a lot of breakthrough on these issues. What's interesting is the pre- vice, I'm sorry, the president, Joe Biden, uh, who who knew uh, President Xi very well as vice president, and they've had interactions in the past. He said that they had a very direct and blunt um, and very straightforward discussion and a lot of key measures. Taiwan is one of those issues. You know, there's been a lot of aggressive behavior by the Chinese toward Taiwan, concern that there could be some sort of an invasion or attack. And uh, the president expressed concerns about that, as well as human rights issues and all kinds of other economic and security concerns that have raised tensions between these two countries. So that was on the uh, the plate today earlier for President Biden. Good. Well, anytime people get together and talk, it can't be a bad thing. Although China itself, not necessarily the most trustworthy uh, nation out there. Uh, But uh, apparently Biden said today, just us talking in many ways will avert a Cold War. Right. He was asked specifically about, you know, is are we looking at a Cold War with China, given the given the tensions and the and the issues right now? And he said, I don't believe that there's any need to have a Cold War with China. He's and something that he has said in the past and mm-hmm. he, he repeated today was the fact that he wants competition and welcomes that with China, but not conflict. And so in that uh, in that sense, he said, look, sitting down, talking face to face, even if there are still disagreements of which there are, mm-hmm. that it still is progress moving forward so that when you t- when you're talking to somebody not on a video call or not on a telephone call, but across the table face to face, sometimes that removes uh, any any chance for misunderstanding or misreading mm-hmm. what the other side is saying or expressing. Mm-hmm. And what was the um, reason for them meeting in Indonesia, Greg? Do you know? So the G20 summit is coming up tomorrow. And so uh, they, there have been a, a flurry of uh, these international summits just back to back to back here over the last few days. So the president is uh, getting toward the tail end of a week-long foreign trip. And so when he was there, uh, the U.S. And the, and the Chinese delegations were able to uh, 
carve out this extra time together. Very good. Okay, it's Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Before you leave us, Greg, happy to tell you that it's National Pickle Day. And um, hey, curious how you, love a pickle? if you have feelings about that, um, what your allegiances <laughs> are, and what you could share with us. Wow. Well, I love sweet pickles. I love dill pickles. Oh, he uh, went sweet only, first, John. Uh, he went sweet first. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I did. But I, I do like them. I uh, do like them both. I'm the only pickle eater in our household. What? I don't know why that is. Why is now, that? one of my sons has uh, warmed up to them a little bit if they're on a, you know, a chicken sandwich or something or maybe a hamburger. But it's been a long slog to encourage these That's guys. That's rough. Pickles. I'm sorry to hear that, yeah. Greg. Don't you look around sometimes and you look at your kids and you think, how could this be my kid? <laughs> that's right. Where did I go wrong? Yeah. Where did I go wrong? <laughs> well, that, you know, that's true. But on the, on the flip side, more pickles for me, right? <laughs> sure. Do you have any brand loyalty? Uh, no, not really. really. Not really. John, do you have any yeah. brand loyalty? Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, what's your deal? Well, when we were growing up, this was always out of our price range. But now I'm doing Clausen's. So uh, oh. I've sort of achieved the middle class dream. <laughs> I feel good about it as well. Yeah, yeah. That's John Hall achieving the middle class it dream is, yeah. and Greg Clugston live from the White House. Thank you, Greg. Good Always to a see pleasure, you. Greg. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Very nice. I mean, it's tough. What about a gherkin? A gherkin? Uh... See, I like a gherkin. I think it's delicious. I think really? sweet pickles are delicious. I don't like a sweet pickle. Oh, I'd, I think I'd rather probably go sweet if really? I had to pick. If I like no pickle or a gherkin, I'll do a gherkin, but it's not what I'm going for. Let's see. If something costs less, but people are happier with it. That sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 888-SHARE-19. That's 888-SHARE-19. 888-SHARE-19. You've all helped build MyPillow and the incredible company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. It's John Hall. Right now, MyPillow is offering exclusive offers on their bedsheets, their six-piece towel set, and even offering an extended 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will now have an extended money-back guarantee through March 1st. The Giza bed sheets are marked down as low as $29.99. And believe me when I say you'll get a great night's sleep in these. Their six-piece towel set is made with USA cotton, comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Typically retails at $89.98, now just $39.98 with promo code WORD. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code WORD, or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD. These offers will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bedsheets. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. 
It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hill seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Hi, I'm Kyle at blindster.com. I sell custom-made blind shades and shutters that are easy to install at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are custom-made for your windows, and I guarantee they'll fit. Don't hire a pro. Do it yourself and save big at Blindster.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Play the Word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Mostly cloudy skies for tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 28. Tomorrow, a thick cloud cover. Chilly with periods of rain in the afternoon. Tomorrow's high, 41. Tomorrow night will be cloudy with a bit of snow and rain at times in the evening, followed by a snow shower late, the low 35. Wednesday, mostly cloudy with a couple of snow showers. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 39. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Last month, a 10-year-old boy walked into the nurse's office in his elementary school in Highland, New York. He asked the school nurse for some Vaseline because he wanted to rub the Vaseline on his new tattoo. The tattoo was a crude rendering of his name in large block letters on the inside of his forearm. And he's how old? Uh, He is um, 10. Mm. So the school nurse called the police. The boy had gotten the tattoo with his mother's permission from a neighbor, according to local authorities. While some states have no minimum age requirements for receiving a tattoo, if a parent allows it, in New York State, uh, anybody under 18 is forbidden to get a tattoo with or without parental consent. So last month... But you can get an abortion. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. So last month, both a tattoo artist who was 20 uh, and unlicensed and the boy's mother, who is 33, were arrested as pictures of the boy's arm stirred outrage across local and international news sites. So did she know? Yeah. She said he can do it. So, okay, like what you're saying, right? You can get a tattoo um, in certain states. Mm -hmm. You can get an abortion. In certain states. You can get your piercings. Right. Uh, It's just... Kind of a family situation until the government intervenes, right? What about if you uh, go? What about if you're seeing your pediatrician and you say that you have gender dysphoria? I think that they can, depending on the state, I think that they could start uh, puberty blockers without talking to your parents, without parental consent, or without parental consent. Mm-hmm. Even if I, they might have to talk, they might have to inform the parents. But I think they can, depending on the state, they can go ahead with it without their consent. Right. Can you imagine if your kid came home with a tattoo? Seriously? And and also, a 10-year-old, like, there's a lot of growing left. Did you, ta- talk, did you say anything to your kids about tattoos? Like when yeah. they, no. <laughs> yeah, I they, did. Uh, oh, yeah. Did you say you're not allowed to get them? <clears throat> yeah. Until you're how old? <laughs> or you haven't there's gotten no age there yet? Limit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they know my feelings about tattoos. Uh-huh. They just do. And, you know, hey, uh, if you're an adult and you want to get one, that's fine. But at every opportunity, when uh, I tend to disparage tattoos, so they know that I'm not a fan of tattoos. Sure. But that now, doesn't mean they're not going to get one. I, now, look, I'm going to see my both my boys are coming home on Saturday this week. 
I always kind of expect or kind of hope against hope that when they walk in the front door, they might be sporting a tattoo. Don't you think about that? I have. Yeah. My daughter has one. Does she? Oh, yeah. I said once they're 18, they can and they pay for it. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. Their, I mean, of course, I'm not going to like, you know, I'm not going to lose it. They know that they I go. They both uh, had their noses pierced mm-hmm. and one of them has a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Face tattoo? I'm happy to say it's not on the face. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's the tattoo of? Uh, what is the what is the? Is it fork? a butterfly? Uh, it's a squid. Squid. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Uh, on the arm, okay. mm-hmm. upper arm, because she loved squids ever since she was very small. Girl. Is it colorful? It is not colorful. Um, and her name's not on it or anything. Just a tattoo. Just a little squid. That's fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal: if a ten year old gets one, look at all the growing that has to be I done. It's going to be all distorted. Ta- whatever. It's I mean, just not my thing. I mean, I don't know. I mean, when, this I'm, as an old guy. When you would see tattoos, it was usually somebody like in the Navy or a biker. Right. And then it became mainstream. You know, half of millennials have tattoos now. Wow. Uh, Boomers, 13%. Okay. Whatever. If that's your body, that's your life. I'm not a big fan of them. I don't, of course, I'm not going to get one. I understand why people want them. Um, uh, You know, when you see someone memorializing someone as a tattoo, I I take a nod to that. Mm -hmm. I could understand that. But it's like lost the bad, you know, the bad yeah, boy oh, imagery. Yeah, for sure it has. Oh, right? yeah. It's actually probably more edgy to not have one. I My kinda... brother had a tattoo. How old said, was he? I love Paula. Oh, no. <laughs> Who he was engaged to. <laughs> Wait. How'd that go? You, you figuring this out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He didn't end up marrying her. Uh-huh. He it... ended up marrying Jeannie instead. Oh. How did Jeannie feel mm-hmm. about Paula? I don't think she cared for the tattoo I'm very much, sure. which is still on his arm. It is. And, yeah. and the kids saw Paula as well, right? <laughs> yeah, his I kids. Guess. Who's Paula, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. How far up the arm was it? Oh, it was kind of where the tattoo on okay Kathy's so on the shoulder there. Was, yeah. yeah, on the shoulder. So you can at least cover it, right? Yeah. Unless you go to the so. beach or you want right. to be bold. I love Paula. <laughs> I remember my uncle had Lorraine <laughs> on his arm, and I remember being a very little kid, maybe five years old or Who's something. Lorraine? Asking who Lorraine was, cause yeah. I, and uh, it, I realized right away that I had asked the wrong question. <laughs> you know, you know when the room has that feeling. Yeah, a little quiet, Paul. Well, uh, at least though the technology has. You can get rid of these things. Right, you now. could you could get rid of Lorraine. Painful, I mean, not and, get rid of Lorraine. But <laughs> well, you can get name. rid of Lorraine. Yeah, right. Just her name. I don't know. Whatever. It's everyone's what choice. About, you don't want to put John and Kathy on. No, your I'm not doing any of that. No. Our, our symbol, our JK symbol. No, no nothing. nothing. That's nothing nice at and all. round. It could. No. 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 One point five WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I'm your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts, freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Now that the pumpkins are almost gone, do you know what time it is? It's time to talk turkey. At the Springhouse in 84, we really do like to enjoy one holiday at a time. But our customers are calling now to talk about Thanksgiving turkeys. 
For 20 years, we've been selling fresh turkeys raised by a friend who is a big turkey farmer who really knows how to raise turkeys. I grew up on a farm where we raised, dressed, and sold turkeys, and I do feel we know what a good turkey should look like. First of all, it should be fresh. That's when it's at its very best quality, not frozen. It should be meaty and broad-breasted, and it should be cleaned to perfection. We're really fussy about selling only the best at the Springhouse, and we do believe our turkeys are the best. Call 228-3339 now to order yours, and don't forget to order buns, casseroles, and most of all, pumpkin pies. Let us help you make your Thanksgiving really delicious. Persecuted Christians in China, they're beaten, jailed, and threatened with death, and they need your help today. This is Bible League International, and just outside of Beijing, 12-year-old Ming became a believer after learning English as a second language through a program from Bible League because the Bible is the source of the reading assignments. Ming would lead her father, Daiku, a Confucianist to Christ, but her bitter atheist mother has turned them in for attending a house church near their home outside of Beijing. Now, we're not sure what's going to happen to these two, but they remain faithful in worship, and they're praying for Bibles because in their church of 200, there's only about three Bibles. Many are known to stay after the service to write down some scriptures just to have something to take into their week. And 50-year-old Katsu, beaten and jailed many times as a pastor, he led his atheist interrogator to Christ. Together, they've seen thousands come to Christ. They need Bibles in China. Join Word FM and Bible League in blessing 5,000 Bibleist persecuted believers at only $5 a Bible. $100 sends 20. Call 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD or give at wordfm.com. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. I sat in the very back of the church yesterday, the very back row. Why was that? You I, wanted to get a different vantage point? Or? My wife was away, mm-hmm. and to be honest, I came in a few minutes late. Oh, sure. So there I was, you know, single, alone. You don't want to bother people by saying, excuse me, can yeah. I sit here? So I just kind of sat way in the back. So you get a good overview. I, I don't rarely sit in the back that often. And so you look around and get to, oh, look. I would say, what do you think it is? Two to one, maybe? Women in church versus men. Mm. Is that a fair assessment? You see yeah, it. Yeah, you're probably right. Right? Erica Anderson is with us. Uh, she's got a new workout called Reason to Return, Why Women Need the Church and the Church Needs Women. Erica, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Erica, we know that your book is about to come out um, maybe mid-January. And um, in reading about it, I was absolutely stunned by one of the stats that you mentioned, which is that in the last decade, 16 million women have left the church in America. Uh, tell me about that stat. Yeah, I I was uh, kind of floored by that stat as well. And, and that, among others, were what compelled me to actually write this book. I was shocked to see how many women were leaving. And it was it's not just how many women are leaving. It's that the rate is increasing so quickly. Um, traditionally, men are more likely to leave church. And that number has remained pretty steady over the years. But in the past 10 years, the number of women leaving has increased. And so the gap between men and women is really closing to where 
women may eventually catch up to how many men are leaving. And I found that extremely concerning, and it made me want to dig into it as a Christian woman who loves the local church and doesn't want to see that happening. I'm into that. Okay, so obviously the women, to me, are the glue of the church. They just always have been. They keep it together. So to think about 16-plus million women leaving over the last decade, in all your research and work, Erica, what have you discovered? Yeah, I mean, there are so many factors behind why women are leaving. Um, Everything from busyness and overwhelm to people that have maybe been in churches where they've been hurt or they feel that uh, women don't have enough leadership roles. Um, And then, of course, COVID has been a huge factor. I know um, something I quoted in a piece I was working on just today, I believe, um, is that churches were... Um, back at 64% full in, I think, May of 2021. And by September, that number had actually gone down a couple of percentage points. So we still have a lot of women that aren't back at church from the pandemic. Uh, There's been, you know, a, a severe loss, you know, nationally for everyone. And so that's still something we're grappling with as well. Talk about the reasons for this, Erica. What did you discover? Yeah, um, I think, you know, what so many times when we're thinking about the church at large, we're thinking in terms of numbers. And what I, you know, discovered is that we've got to look at these women as each having an individual story and a reason behind why they've left. Um, What I did find encouraging, though, about my research is that we're not seeing people leave their faith. These are not people that are, you know, deconverting and leaving Christianity altogether. These are people that um, still love God, um, and they have e- they've been either disillusioned or they've discovered doubt or their busyness or overwhelm or judgment. There's a reason behind it. But at the core of it, none of them want to let go of their faith, or at least most of them do not want to let go of their faith. And to kind of pair with some of the stats that we've already talked about, one that I found very interesting is that when surveyed, Christian women put wanting to have a better relationship with God and church as their number one priority that they wanted to improve. And yet when they actually laid it out what they're putting, you know, it as a priority, it was the last. And so I kind of figured out that there's a lot of people that are lacking guidance and they're you know lacking who to trust on this and they need direction on how do we make this a bigger part of our life how do i find a church that works for my family and how do i maybe go somewhere new when a past church or you know faith tradition that i was in is not who i am anymore or or is not what i want anymore and and that can be very intimidating if you're trying something new and so i want to guide people into how to find a new church, how to change denominations if that's what you need to do, and to not be scared of that process and to convince them that it's well worth their time. Hmm. Erica Anderson is with us. We're talking about a soon-to-release work called Reason to Return, Why Women Need the Church and the Church Needs Women. Erica, you've seen the change probably in the last 10, certainly 20 years, where more and more women are pastors, women involved in church leadership as elders and deacons, um, you would think that, you know, that energy, and I do believe that's a new form of energy, would drive women to the church and allow women to stay in the church. Uh, have people talked about that, where there has been, you know, sort of the uh, the church is a complementarian and men drove it in the past, maybe a little less so now? 
Yeah, you know, that honestly didn't seem to be like the biggest really? issue that I discovered. And, and I don't necessarily so much think it's the complementarian versus okay. the egalitarian argument. I think it's more even complementarian churches um, can be putting women in leadership roles. It doesn't have to be, of course, head pastor, but just in places where women's voices are heard. Um, something that I was just talking about this morning, actually, with my husband is I was I was saying, you know, part of the problem here is that a lot of churches have always been headed by men, of course, and the elders have always been men. And I don't necessarily have a problem with that, you know, if that's how your church wants to to operate, but they're also lacking in how they're, they should be messaging to women. And so um, there's a lot of research out there. I, I couldn't point you to it at this exact moment, but that just shows that a lot of times men are speaking to men and they don't do it intentionally, but they miss a lot of what women yeah. need to hear, which is why I think more churches need to get, um, whether they are advisors, whether it is like just a group of women that they chat with on occasion to get their input. I think that's missing. Um, I don't think it's a problem that we can't overcome, though. It's, it's an awareness thing. Yeah. Erica Anderson is with us. Her new book that's coming out in January, Reason to Return, Why Women Need the Church and the Church Needs Women. Um, when I think of people I know who, uh, who are female who have left the church in the last decade, the number one reason is a societal reason. It's not even a theological reason. It's that they're working and they have little kids and they're tired out. And they, mm-hmm. they feel like that Sunday morning is something that they just like they, their own time. They need. They don't want to give it up. It's just one day when they don't have to run around as much as the other days. So I wonder if you, you know, learned about other societal trends that are kind of showing up in the in the church attendance column. Yeah, I mean, well, you could attack on, you know, soccer games and things like that as yeah, well. Yeah. Certainly that's been a problem for quite some time. And and you're right, like people with little kids, I mean, speaking of someone who has little kids, I know how hard it is to get them up and out to church. And, and I was just writing something this week about how, you know, for like about four years, my husband was always getting up and he would do church setup. And so he would leave really early. And I was, you know, it was up to me to get my kids ready and go and I swear the devil was always uh, trying to get us to not get in the car and get there on time. I mean, Sunday mornings are typically very difficult for me, getting them up and ready, teeth brush, all the things. Um, And you're right. Sunday mornings are the one day, if it's not a soccer game, that there's not a whole lot going on in life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think, you know, that is just one thing. Oh, there's also, sorry to, to sort of change back to what I was saying. Um, there's also, you know, non-traditional families. You've got single moms, and 70% mm-hmm. of single moms don't go to church um, for this reason. Um, there is also something that I'm noticing, and I'm probably going to write about this soon. Um, a lot of kids with special needs, their families have a, lot, uh, a really hard time getting to church as well mm-hmm. because it's, it's difficult for them to find, the, you know, have the class for their kid where they can actually just leave their kid and, and feel that they're safe and feel that they're not going to disrupt. And so that's another problem. But one thing I try to really point out in the book when we're talking specifically about, hey, those Sunday mornings that we want to keep is that, like, let's take a a whole assessment of your life and see what really matters and see what's really important. And can you replace something? Can you see how this foundation of a spiritual habit and safe formation in your family is actually going to be the foundation and thing that makes room and makes life healthier and better for everyone if you make that 
sort of a main priority and move that into a prime spot when it's not currently. That's good. And so I talk a lot about holistic um, spirituality and how our spiritual health is just as important as our physical health and our mental health and all of those other things. And yet we often put it as the last priority. Mm, I mean, Erica, I think you've hit it there. At, at least for me, I mean, you see, I, I see my wife and the power of the relationships that she has with other women in the church. Now, guys, of course, have relationships. But to me, at least, you know, the, looking over the fence, the women are always deeper. The women are always stronger in their relationships. The way that they get together, the way the communication is, the way the organization is. I mean, it's it changed my wife's life. And, of course, because of that, it changed my life and changed our family's life as well. So uh, you would think of this country and this world with far fewer women in the church is not a good thing at all. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, women in general, statistics show that more women than men go to church, more women than men say they value and prioritize their relationship with God, just generally speaking across the board. And so that tells you something right there. Um, But also, yeah, women are generally more relational than men. And so those relationships that they form within the church community are really important. And when that's missing, um, there's a part of them, a spiritual part of them that isn't healthy and it isn't fulfilled. And of course, we can get community from our you know, gym class or our book club or all sure. those things. And I think those are also wonderful. However, as Christians, God calls us to the biblical community within our local churches. And there's something supernatural about that. And, the, and it's where he shows up and the Holy Spirit does work in a way that he doesn't do anywhere else, because it's when two or three are gathered that he appears and he's not necessarily appearing in a book club or, you know, in your gym class um, in that same way. That's That's Erica Anderson. Check out her new book coming out right after Christmas. It's called Reason to Return, Why Women Need the Church and the Church Needs Women. Erica, thanks for being here. Yeah, good stuff, Erica. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Coming up next, we're going to rank our apples. Oh, really? Like your Red Delicious, your Macintosh, your Honeycrisp. How do you feel? Eric was way behind on his taxes. I owed a lot of money to the IRS, almost $15,000. I tried to make payments. The IRS wasn't satisfied with Eric's efforts, so they came after him full force. They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income, my home, my car. I was just overwhelmed at what to do. Then Eric called Optima Tax Relief. When Optima Tax got involved, the cars would stop, the threats would stop. It was easy like, uh... One, two, three. Optima Tax Relief is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and their team of expert tax professionals took care of Eric's problem. I owe 15000 and now my debt is clean. I don't owe anything. Take Eric's advice. If you have a tax problem, you need to call Optima Tax now. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop 
waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com. How was your drive to school? Let me tell you. I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. In those days, ten men from all the nations will take hold of the garment of a Jew and say, We want to go with you, for we know that God is with you. Join Messianic Jewish evangelist Rabbi Kurt Schneider as he shares authentic teaching from the Old and New Testaments, unfolding revelation today for your brighter tomorrow on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Monday through Friday at 1.30 p.m. here on 101.5 Word FM. Who doesn't like a nice apple, right? Especially at this time of year. Fabulous apples. Okay. Um, we went to uh, Sorgles. Sorgles and bought ourselves a nice bushel of um, Honeycrisp. Honey it's my favorite eating That's apple. It's fabulous, isn't it? I mean, if you're just munching mm-hmm. for salads, for life. The for best. Me, it's the absolute best. Oh, we, our small group met and we had uh, apples with marshmallows. Oh, yeah, with, with cheesecake oh, dip, oh, oh, man. which was a combination of cream cheese and marshmallow fluff. That was very good as well. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, so I found uh, AppleRankings.com. Oh, right. And um, <laughs> their subheading is, you've been eating trash. Okay. So they, they list. <laughs> so they're trying to help us out. They are. They list some 75 different apples, and they rate them. Holy cow. On color, appearance, taste, texture. And what they're good for, you know, because some are good for pies, some are good for right. You well, know. No, these are pretty much okay. just uh, sort of like these are munching apples. Right. I'm going to go to the very bottom of the list here. Okay. Arkansas black apples, a teeth shattering oddity, <laughs> despicable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we should avoid that. Mm-hmm. You say? Yep. Cortland apples. Yeah. A damp hacky sack. <laughs> Rating of 24. Red delicious apples. I despise that apple. Coffee grinds in a leather glove. <laughs> <laughs> Rome apples, yeah. queen of the baking apple. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they're saying that they are good for baking? Well, yeah, no. but it's got a very low score. Okay. Golden delicious apples. Also a bad apple. The West Virginia has been. Sorry, it's a low score. Yeah, they're badly named, those delicious apples. I don't know. I've never heard of this. The me apple. Me apple apple. M-I apple. Never heard of that. They call it the narc of apples. What, I'm not they, quite sure what that what means. they tell on other apples? Mm-hmm. Jonathan apples, an odd homeschooled boy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Is that like John or John Gold? Is that a combination of Jonathan and Must Gold be. Delicious? Must be. Okay. Uh-huh. Kiku apples, a Fuji in disguise. Mm-hmm. Now let me go up to toward the top of the list here because you know, time is of course always all right. So I'll give you scores. Let me see. Um, I'll give you the the best of the best here. Okay. okay? I'm ready. Pink ladies, a fiery troublemaker. I love a pink lady. It's a score of an eighty. Lucy glow apples. The breathtaking circus freak. That's an 80 as well. Okay. Envy apples. Great apple for robust chewers. Envy. Uh Uh-huh. Envy apples. The wild twist apple. 
a famous a famous person's child. I don't know that. Wild twist. Mm-hmm. The Snapdragon Apple, a chomp-worthy newcomer. Snapdragon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the Honeycrisp Apple. There we go. The worldwide favorite. And the top apple of all time, according to Apple Rankings, Sweet Tango Apples. Oh, okay. The greatest of all time, they say. Sweet mm-hmm. Tango. Okay, mm-hmm. so Envy, Wild Twist, Snapdragon, mm-hmm. Honeycrisp, Sweet Tango. Mm-hmm. I'd yep. put a Macintosh it in my top ten. Uh, let me it's, see. It's my favorite for applesauce. Where is the ra- uh, applesauce? I'm going down the list here. Wow, and you haven't I, seen I it I do yet. not see it. No. They don't agree with me mm-hmm. on that. No. Here's the thing about apples. If you go to, like, you know, a farmer's market, there are so many different varieties. Aren't there? There sure are. Well, I mean, I'm going to, but you have to avoid the red delicious and golden delicious. Yeah, well, those have been, like, over. Yeah, that's just too much. That's just, like, you know. How about when you see one of those out at room temperature, like on the counter? How like it's sheets. Not good. Well, look, in the in the, comf- in the kitchen, the Granny Smiths have been sitting in there for like two weeks. That's bad. On the I'm counter. I'm going to take this home and feed me the deer. Yeah, that's a good idea. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Remember, you have a choice in health care. SRN News. I'm John Scott. In his first meeting with Xi Jinping in Indonesia, President Biden objected to China's coercive and increasingly aggressive actions toward Taiwan. The president says Democrats are going to fall short in their bid to codify abortion rights into law. Before the midterms, the president said if Democrats picked up seats, the first piece of legislation that he would send to Congress would be to enact a nationwide right to abortion. Democrats performed better than expected, but the president said they still lack the power. I don't think there's enough votes to codify unless something happens unusual in the House. Although ballots are still being counted, Republicans are on track to take control of the House by a narrow margin, putting them in position to block any abortion legislation. Greg Clugston, Washington. And the Dow is now up 92 points, but NASDAQ is down 19. This is SRN News. Uncle Ryan, the news. We need a watchdog. A panic room. Because mortgage rates have gotten higher? But the news, Uncle Ryan. It's like the British are coming. Or worse, a birthday catastrophe. <laughs> can't say that word, catastrophe. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And yes, we're going heavy on the jokes to make a point. Mortgage rates are up. And no, it's not optimal for anyone. But there is another reality. Life does go on. Maybe you're ready for your first home your dream home, or maybe it's time to downsize. Life goes on. Rates have been higher in the past, and good people still need new homes. The point we want to make is, if you buy a new home this year, and you don't use our direct lender advantage, which can often save you monthly and lifelong money, along with us paying $1,000 of your closing costs, you'd be crazier than a watchdog in a panic room. See what we did there? We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing for 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Hi, I'm Katie Farrell. I'm an author, a registered nurse, and a mom and wife to some of the pickiest eaters on the planet. People say that eating healthy is bland and boring, but I'm here to show you a better way with wholesome, simple recipes. Watch Dashing Dish on Cornerstone Television, Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eat better, feel great with Dashing Dish. 
Find us on Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Comcast Xfinity Channel 805. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse is kicking off the holiday season, Saturday, November 19th. It's their Jingle and Mingle open house. From 10 till 2, enjoy free cookies, coffee, and cocoa as you browse bunches of fresh and fragrant greenery, handmade wreaths, poinsettias, and more. Attend the Make and Take Workshop, win Christmas-themed door prizes, plus games, music, a food truck, and plenty of homegrown holiday happiness. Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse in McDonald at Bedner'sGreenhouse.com. You're not who you were 25 years ago. Your life's more complex. People change, families change, and the law changes. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. And a proper estate plan should keep up with those changes. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer, someone who's really good at making complex concepts sound so simple, so you can protect what's yours and to ensure that your will is done. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Mostly cloudy skies for tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 28. Tomorrow, a thick cloud cover. Chilly with periods of rain in the afternoon. Tomorrow's high, 41. Tomorrow night will be cloudy with a bit of snow and rain at times in the evening, followed by a snow shower late, the low 35. Wednesday, mostly cloudy with a couple of snow showers. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 39. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. We just saw the sunset. It's beautiful. Gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful. But it's 5 o'clock. Outside the windows. It's dark. At 7 Parkway Center, but holy cow. Man, oh man. I mean, at 5 o'clock, o'clock in July... Things are just getting going. Of course. They haven't even ramped up yet. No, man. You know, the sun's setting after 9 now. This is hard to take. It's the very beginning of it all, Do isn't it? Do you find it? yourself less productive? Oh, I told you. This weekend? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my wife was gone all weekend. I was alone in the house. I, I barely moved. And then, the, and then they go, well, the weekend was too short. Right, I for mean, all your non-movement. I know. I did nothing. I did, well, I did one thing of productive. But really, very, very little. Very little. Mm -hmm. Shocking. So were you sitting there reading? I read a lot. Yeah. I watched the series. Well, so you did some things. Well, not, not really. No. Then I just, a lot of times I sat and, you know, this is what I'm talking, I just sit in, sit in silence. But what is that about you? What do you, you mean? you just sit there in silence? I, I, I do that for a couple of hours at a clip. You sit in silence for a couple of hours mm -hmm. at a clip? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't sit in silence? This is not Very you know, rarely. Extremely rarely. Really, I, I, uh, I have to make myself do it. I look forward to it. I really do. Huh. It's like I shut everything off. I, I don't even, I sat in the dark in silence. I don't have any lights on. Just sit there. That's interesting. 
I don't know. I think it's necessary. I need it. Don't you need it? I'm in the middle of an excellent, excellent book. Such a thought-provoking book. Mm. Audio book. Yes. I'm reading Malcolm Gladwell's Talking to Strangers. Oh, yes. Isn't he fascinating? I can't can't get over how Mm. this book has just really really changed how I think about how people communicate. Is he reading it? Malcolm Gladwell? Yeah. Uh, he wrote it. But is, is he oh, reading? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, on the audio book. Yeah. Yes, he is reading it. Interesting. But what's good about the audio book is that, first of all, it's his voice. But second of all, all of the book is a, a series of case studies. And in each of the case studies, he has the interested party's audio in the audio book. Oh. So if it's a police case, he plays he, the audio, right? Like, like he talks about the Jerry Sandusky oh, that's case really interesting. in great detail in Does the book. He Talking and to strangers. he has different, um, portions of the trial, the audio that you can listen to different parts of interviews that were done about it. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's not your classic audio book, um, right. where you, there's just a lot of different, you know, audio forms. Well, see, that, that interests me. That, that it's, it's. So wow. what is the book about talking to strangers? Mm-hmm. What? It starts out with the Sandra Bland story. Do you remember Sandra yes, Bland? Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, born and raised in Chicago, ended up moving, I believe, to Texas, uh, early 20s, um, by all accounts, a warm, gregarious mm-hmm, person, mm-hmm. pulled over for uh, signaling incorrectly in her car Which by a police that. officer, and... Uh, Within, I don't know, five minutes, ten minutes, the altercation went from standard right. to outrageous. Explosive. And in, within two days, she was dead. Wow. Uh, in a police cell. And so the question he's asking is, so how did this happen? What, you know, and, and the reason that it's the foundation for a book of this size, and it's a very large book, is that there is audio. She actually recorded her interactions with the police officer. Really? On her yeah. phone? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. And so the question is, why do people misread one another, especially people who are strangers? How do you, how do we misread each other? What mm. could we do to avoid a circumstance like that happening again? Talking to strangers, Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. Interesting. I remember being a kid. My sister's uh, about a decade older than me. And when she first got her apartment, I went to visit her and she had a book on her coffee table, which I was like, oh, could I read that book? It it was Barbara Walters, How to Talk to Practically Anybody About Practically Anything. And I read that book probably when I was 13 or 14. Really? But it's not Malcolm Gladwell. Well, yeah. But it's the same well, it's the same thread right? in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about conversation and yeah. communication. How can you make it work? And his book is more about look at all these instances where it didn't work mm-hmm. and where it often had disastrous oh, consequences. Really how can we be av- better? How can we be better? How can we how can we avoid getting to the places where these people got? So everything mm-hmm. from I mentioned Joe Paterno to Jerry um to Jerry Sandusky to um Bernie Madoff to uh, the CIA working in the Cold War in intelligence with Cuba. to I mean, it's just one instance after another. Oh, an, a fascinating one. Um, Chamberlain meeting with Hitler. Oh, Neville Chamberlain, really? Pre-World the, War II. There's no audio there, is there? There is audio. Really? They're not of the meeting, but there's audio of Neville of Chamberlain event. announcing he was going and announcing what it was like when he came back. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, it's it's... And, you know, he came back thinking 
I got this. We've saved we've saved the world right, from another right. war. I mean, he shook my hands. Adolf Hitler shook I my hand with, with both of my hands. Mm-hmm. He shook my hands. I know we're good to go. Right. Well, that's what, you know, earlier in the sh- today's show, we were talking to Greg Cluxton about um, President Biden meeting with Xi, the president of China. When you look at these people, I mean, what's really being said? Well, that's the question. Who are what, you going to trust? What is being said? Right. And according to Gladwell's book, we are much worse assessing whether somebody's lying or not if we're with them in person. Because mm-hmm. you want to believe the truth. That they're telling you the yes, truth. Yes, that's he. Yeah, he calls that default to truth. Right. Which means that our default is that I'm believing you if I'm looking in your eyes. <laughs> right. Which is probably more often is the uh, counter to that. Yeah. Right. They said you're much. That guy's lips are moving. It's easier for you to tell who's telling the truth or not if you're not looking at somebody mm-hmm. than if you are. Fascinating. All right. Now you sort of made the recommendation. I'm kind of. Yeah. Interested I mean, we weren't even planning on talking about no, that. No, we're just popped out. Mm-hmm. Well, you were doing nothing. That's what I was doing. <laughs> right. No, I, I was I, just cleaning and listening to it you and were thinking, uh huh, mm-hmm. and thinking, wow, that is really something. So I'll let you know. I, I should be finishing it soon. Malcolm Gladwell. Are you doing that on? Uh, is it audio uh, library, library books? No. Or are you doing well, it from... this one I had a couple credits from Audible. Okay. And so I've used it for that. Very good. So we'll see. That can be pricey. They can't. They can definitely be pricey. My wife's all over the library books. That you know, yeah. my wife's the one who spent. Right. Of she's course. She's going to the library. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be doing the same thing as soon as I use up all my credits. Very nice. All right, should we take a quick break? Sounds good. Oh, we do come back. Yeah. We are looking forward to this conversation. Yeah. We can trust this guy. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of books. He's going to tell us the truth. Tim Keller will be with us along with his wife, Kathy. Tim's new book is called Forgive. Why should I and how can I? Stay with us. It's the Monday edition. Ride home. WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. You've all helped build my pillow, and the incredible company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. It's John Hall. Right now, MyPillow is offering exclusive offers on their bed sheets, their six-piece towel set, and even offering an extended 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will now have an extended money-back guarantee through March 1st. The Giza bed sheets are marked down as low as $29.99. And believe me when I say you'll get a great night's sleep in these. Their six-piece towel set is made with USA cotton, comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Typically retails at $89.98, now just $39.98 with promo code WORD. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code WORD, or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD. These offers will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bedsheets. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold, the highest-rated precious metals firm in the country. Now, we've won the Best of Trust Link Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. 
Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're looking outside of big corporate control. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something worth watching. The new Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. SNC is home to Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Watch anytime on any screen, free 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. How are you with forgiveness? I know it's a broad question. Are you asking me? I'm asking you. You directly. Because, you know, there's a lot of people in your life, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of relationships. Things happen. People come and go. There's work. There's church. There's the blood relations. Uh, Friends. Family. Family. Is it easier to forgive family or harder to forgive family? Both. It's both, depending so on what, what the circumstance is. I don't know. And publicly, you know, being a, a, a public figure and having to deal with issues where you feel like someone has transgressed or, quote unquote, cheated on your party, <laughs> dishonored your tribe. I mean, we see that every single day in social media. We certainly do. Tim and Kathy Keller are back with us. Uh, the Kellers, you, of course, know uh, many, many years as pastors at Redeemer Church in Manhattan. Both Tim and Kathy are uh, New York Times bestsellers. Tim has a brand new book out called Forgive, Why Should I and How Can I? Tim, Kathy, welcome back. Glad to be here. Always wonderful to be here. Thank you. Uh, Tim, let's start with the book. Um, Forgiveness has fallen on hard times. I'll just It seems like, it, especially in a public sphere, if you extend forgiveness to someone, then either you're weak or maybe you're not uh, fully committed to your cause or to your tribe. Um, how, 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 can, how can people who live in that current contemporary culture even understand forgiveness? Well, I think um, the, the, the best way for me to talk to a secular person, someone who actually isn't very religious and they actually think the whole Christian thing about forgiveness is a way of, of avoiding uh, doing justice. You know, uh, it's a way of uh, just being mealy-mouthed and not really standing up for the truth. Uh, what I try to say is, do you ever need forgiveness yourself? That's the main thing I would go. I mean, is there anything in your life that you feel uh, you need forgiveness for, anything that you ever needed forgiveness for? <clears throat> I say if a person says no, well, then I don't have a whole lot to say. I think at that point I'm just going to wait a few years because that person will finally have something, I think, eventually. But by and large, unless you feel like you need forgiveness or that you have received forgiveness, I think it's very difficult to make a case for forgiving other people. 
So that initial uh, feeling that you have transgressed or you have said too much or done the thing that you said you would never do, that feeling that keeps you up at night or wakes you early in the morning or whatever it is, um, that's just a human condition. Uh, And I understand even without there being a God in your life that you just want to escape it, right? You want to find a way out of it. Um, so if you were talking to that person, Tim, who feels like they need out, um, but but there's no God figure, what would you say? Oh, well, okay. I mean, so they do, you're saying they do sense the need for forgiveness. Yeah, they they, I mean, it. you know that. Right. It's just the thing okay. that wakes them up at 3 a.m. And they, I shouldn't have done that. I should never have done that. But there's no right. personal God with whom to have a conversation. That's right. Well, at that point, see, I can actually start to talk about the good news. I mean, I, and I've done that over the years as a pastor, so many cases, where a, per, a person, uh, especially if it's not something, I mean, if, it's, if it was, if it was a very much a personal wrong of another person, they can go to that person and say, would you forgive me? But what if it's something much more uh, that you, you know, you broke your own rules or you, you did something, uh, or maybe even to somebody like your parents who aren't alive anymore? Then I actually turn to them and say, well, there is a God who can offer the forgiveness. So um, at that point, I would lie. There's no reason to hold back on the, the Christian message at all. We're talking to Tim and Kathy Keller, but we got a little bit of static on our line. So we're going to end this call and uh, we're going to call Tim and Kathy back and hopefully reestablish it with less noise. So we'll be right back. Continuing a conversation with Tim and Kathy Keller. It's forgiveness. We're talking it next. The Monday edition of The Ride Home. Nothing in this world beats real-life experience. Now, of course, a lot of us have sent our kids to college. There's a lot of classroom work and theory and whatnot. But then, hopefully, there's a day where the rubber hits the road Mm -hmm. and your kid goes out and spreads wings and becomes part of the real-life environment of what it is to earn a living. And prior to that, the internship is what gets you ready. Right. That's the time when you're like kind of in the work world, but not fully in the work world. Right. And you're kind of trying to test your wings and ask the questions and get some guidance and maybe perform well enough that you could get somebody's attention later on and maybe get a job. Right. Now, at Grove City College, the opportunity for internships exists Mm -hmm. and people cement themselves inside of a, a corporation. And once you graduate, then, I mean, the possibilities are endless. On campus, people come to Grove City and go, we know the nature, the quality mm-hmm. of these students. This is an A+. plus. We're invested in these students because we see what you produce. Count us in as corporate partners. So if that sounds interesting to you or something that might be appealing and a great thing for your child to strive for, consider Grove City College. Look them up online, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College. Attention, if you owe money to the IRS, this is an urgent message. The IRS is cracking down by sending out heart-stopping letters, aggressively garnishing paychecks, seizing bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. They call it enforced compliance, and you better watch out, because penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily, making it seem impossible to ever get out of debt. Don't let the tax debt destroy your life. You need to call Optima Tax Relief, the number one tax resolution firm. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the 
the biggest breaks that the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. Optima's resolved over $1 billion of tax debt for their clients. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, they'll fight to get you the best deal possible. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Hello, it's me. The designer jeans in the back of your closet. What happened to us? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Okay, maybe I never really fit you right, but I got a lot more Sunday fun days left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to Goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Mostly cloudy skies for tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 28. Tomorrow, a thick cloud cover, chilly with periods of rain in the afternoon. Tomorrow's high, 41. Tomorrow night will be cloudy with a bit of snow and rain at times in the evening, followed by a snow shower late, the low 35. Wednesday, mostly cloudy with a couple of snow showers. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 39. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. We're back with Tim and Kathy Keller. Tim's latest book called Forgive, Why Should I and How Can I is out. We're always happy to connect with them on a monthly basis. Tim, uh, in, in reading about forgive, you, you talk about something, I think, which is key to a, most people's marriages, which is a lack of forgiveness. And, and you talk about early on in your marriage that you used to hold forgiveness sort of over Kathy's head as sort of a power thing. Can you go into that? Yeah, I think there's uh, you can say, and I did. You could say, I forgive you. So let's just say one day my wife said, I'm so angry at you, you big blue turnip. Mm. And I said, you called me a blue turnip. And then she said, oh, I am so sorry. Mm. I'm, you know, I should never have done that. I was, I'm really, I'm sorry. And I said, I forgive you. Then two I months later. I never called you a turnip. Yeah, I know. But, but then, <laughs> excuse me, I'm trying fair. to use, Excuse me, to be fair. <clears throat> two months later, she says something that upsets me and said, well, you know, you called me a big blue turnip. Mm. And see. Now that's not forgiving. I'm I'm pulling it back out of the past and throwing it up in her face, and I that's really where I learned a lot about forgiveness. It's actually in the trenches of the marriage. There was no great big egregious thing that happened to me, you know. That some people will say I learned forgiveness because a horrible thing happened to me, and I learned to forgive my wrongdoer. No, Kathy and I really learned about forgiveness inside our marriage. Yeah, just that day to day thing. Yeah. Kathy, talk about that. Um, what was how, how did, have you looked at at forgiveness over the evolution of your marriage? Well, you know, when you're in a marriage, you get to know the worst about a person, and the definition of of marriage is pretty much you get to know everything about them, and you still love them. Well, how do you still love them when you really see some of the stuff that's not very uh, attractive or or even bearable in some cases. Um, I have to go back to where Tim has the book situated into Matthew 18, where I turn around and I look at God and say, you know, no matter how angry I am about this or that, that Tim has done or said or been, I've been far worse to you, God. I have ignored you. I have taken your blessings for granted. I have 
um, you know, treated you like a vending machine. Give me this, give me that, give me, you know, and yep. everything that I have treated, every way that I have treated God just so far outweighs mm-hmm. anything that anybody, Tim first and anybody else that second and 50th and 100th has ever done to me that how can I stay mad at them when I realize that if it wasn't for God's forgiveness, I would be sunk. Right. But in the midst of it all, right, yeah. when the uh, emotion is there. So so what you're describing, Tim and Kath, of course, this is a classical thing in just about everybody's marriage, right? So is forgiveness an event or is it a process or is it the two things interconnecting with each other, Tim? I would say it's first of all an event and then a process. And don't get those two reversed. I'll show you why. Most people say until I feel forgiven, forgiving, in other words, if my anger goes away, I really can't forgive. So they feel like I got to go through the process of forgiving before I actually grant forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that'll never happen <laughs> because you'll stay angry. To, to me, you do. You start with the event, and the event is a, a commitment not to seek revenge, not to pay back in big ways or little ways, and to turn your own mind away from constantly rehearsing you know, the, the videos of what what the person did, which is one of the ways you nurse your feelings like I was hurt and I was injured and all that. Uh, it's actually, you know, there's, you, you feel kind of noble when you think about how you've been hurt. And there's something about the human heart that likes actually almost wallowing in the fact that I was hurt. I was oh, hurt. Yeah. And in order to, uh, to, to me, the event is to say, because I'm a sinner saved by grace, I'm not only not going to seek revenge, but I'm not going to keep thinking about it like this. And if you promise that, that's going to be really hard. In fact, you will fail sometimes. But if that's your commitment, give it a few weeks, and you'll say, if you grant forgiveness first, you'll start to feel it. But if you try to, if you wait to feel it before you grant it, you'll wait forever. So is this a fake it till you make it scenario? You're not faking it because you are. Uh, you're not faking it because you acknowledge the anger. You're not faking it. But the point is that there's an action and there's a feeling, and you're going to give the action before you have the feeling. Mm-hmm. That's not really, you know, it's not the same as saying to a person, I love you when they don't love you. And yet, my wife will be pretty quick to tell you, and you all know, that in marriage, very often you should be loving to your spouse even when you don't particularly feel loving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that's faking it. That's doing what you should do. So it's it's basically forgiving um, first, and then the feeling generally comes later. Is an apology necessary for forgiveness? Um, oh, you mean you mean if the per- oh, I see. <laughs> well, now that's a really good question. It's a heck. Of, it's a lot easier to forgive somebody who's repentant yeah. and has said, "I'm sorry." But Mark chapter eleven twenty five does say. If you stand, this is Jesus talking, mm-hmm. by the way, if you stand and you're praying and you realize you have something against anybody, forgive them. Now, Luke 17 says, if a person repents, forgive them. And some people see that as a contradiction. It's not. In Luke 17, reconciliation, where you get back with the person, that's impossible unless the per- person who did the wrong doing repents. But you can forgive internally, even if the other person doesn't repent, though it's a lot harder. Tim Keller's with us, along with his wife, Kathy Keller. The new book is called Forgive, Why Should I and How Can I? Uh, Tim, you talk in your book a little about 
the role that uh, Christianity played in, you know, introducing yeah. forgiveness to the wider culture. Can you talk about that? I mean, it's fascinating. It's something I never considered before. Well, it's not. Yeah, forgiveness actually is not a um, it's not a virtue in the Greeks and the Romans. And the reason was they they lack two things that the Bible gives you. One is they lack the idea that that there were that all people are equal in dignity. And they also lack the idea that all people are equally flawed. Mm. And so if you're a virtuous person, you look down at people of lower social status, of lower honor. And if someone wronged you, either you didn't let it bother you because you were way above them, or you just, you killed them. <laughs> this was a shame and honor culture, and you would take vengeance on them. And the idea of forgiving, uh, it's just not there in the Greeks and Romans. I read, I studied this to write the book. It's interesting. That the, they did believe in what they called excusing as a way of showing what a big person you are, you know, what a, what a mag, you know, magnanimous person you are. It's a way of showing off your virtue by saying, I excuse you. But that's not forgiving. Uh, forgiving is, uh, is obviously saying uh, this was a wrong, and, uh, but I'm not going to pay you back for it. Hmm. So anyway, it's, it's fascinating. It really wasn't until the Bible comes along that the human race sees forgiveness as a virtue. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder about this, you know, as Kath and, and Tim, the two of you together, of course, you know, um, you have public recognition, you're known uh, around the world. And so Tim, uh, often Tim, you know, th- this is how social media is. You're attacked, mm-hmm. you know, for any number of things, you know, oh, Tim Keller, <laughs> he's too winsome. <laughs> you read that and you kind of go, really? I mean, you're attacking someone who's winsome. Or he's too conservative. Right. Or so, he's way too liberal. So then, Tim, you know, you, you go, well, I'll, I forgive as I go along because that's social media. But at the same time, Kath, when you see your husband, yeah. you love him being attacked. Is it harder for you to forgive in some ways, even though, you know, the process is already in motion? Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. You know, social media is in a category by itself because I don't really think it's the real world. Yeah. I think people are not the are they are they not their real selves um, on social media, and they they don't operate the way they would face to face. And so I'm I have to tell you, sorry to disappoint anyone who's listening who would like to be a hater. We just laugh ourselves silly. Great. I mean, whenever. Whenever there's something that comes up, it's so outrageously funny. We just didn't laugh about it. But I did want to bring up the fact that the first part of the subtitle, um, Why Should I? You know, forgiveness is going over like a lead balloon in our culture right now because victimhood is the ultimate status. I am a victim. And the more of a victim that you are, the more honor you have. And therefore, to forgive somebody is to give up your victim status, I, is what yes. it's it believed to be not really true it's giving you the agency it instead of being a victim you now have the agency to be something besides a victim you can you can uh direct the process of reconciliation and it's not antithetical to justice either i mean tim you can explain this better than i can the difference between um justice and vengeance uh what kathy is referring to is the fact that if you go for vengeance, thinking you're going for justice, you almost always overshoot. Mm. It's one of the it's one of the reasons why yeah. you know the place in the Old Testament that says a tooth for a tooth. That sounds terrible. So you realize that if somebody knocks out your tooth, you don't want to just knock out their tooth. <laughs> you you want to knock out all their teeth. And um, 
because you say, well, how did you do that to me? And the tooth for a tooth was actually a way of saying, make sure that you are only after justice and not vengeance. So I think Kathy's exactly right that because people actually get their identity out of staying a victim uh, and they are seeking vengeance uh, as a way of what they call, think of as doing justice, a lot of people are being really hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. They're hurting themselves uh, by not forgiving. Yeah, and that that suffering as collateral, um, which is the way I look at it, it, it makes me wonder if we're kind of in a Greco-Roman world, uh, the way you described what it was like pre-Christian. Can you comment on that? Yeah, uh, there's there are definitely some pretty smart people out there saying we're we're sh- uh, yeah we're going back into a shame and honor culture where you do not forgive where you you just you just punish the other side and that's how you get your own honor you get honor by showing how strong you are and how you don't let anybody cross your path you don't let anybody come against you you don't let anybody take your power away and um, that was the you know, I, I read a really interesting book by a, a historian that said when the monks first came to northern Europe to bring the gospel and they talked about forgiveness, pretty much everybody said, that's ridiculous. I mean, you, you couldn't have a society like that. The only way a society will, will stick together, they shame honor, people thought, was if everybody's scared. Everybody's got to be scared that if they say the wrong thing to the wrong person, they're going to have their head knocked off. That's the only way we, we can really have a, a, a you know, a, a, a society that really is cohesive. And I'm afraid we may be going back to that. I don't think you're wrong. And we're a long way from it, but we're in that direction. Yeah. And certainly the media that we're consuming lifts that up as heroic. It does. Uh, and maybe, you know, if you really are consuming media, um, you will see at this point that by, at this point, the, the, I would say conservatives and progressive liberals are almost mere images of each other. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't. And the thing that bothers me is I wouldn't say most. Now, the progressives tend to be secular, uh, whereas so many of the conservatives are Christians and they should know better. So I sometimes uh, I've been often told, oh, you punch Tim Keller punches right too much. Well, partly because I'm, you know, a Christian, you're going to have a lot of. There are people. We we feel like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say, hey, you're Christians. You should know better. Mm-hmm. So I do sometimes get, I think, in my heart, impatient. I'm trying when it comes to social media not to pick on one side. Mm-hmm. Tim and Kathy Keller are with us. Tim's new book is called Forgive. Why should I and how can I? So, Tim, I mean, speaking about social media, uh, we live in this really weird era of cancel culture. And, you know, cancel culture, of course, is is the wider society. But what about people who you've got a bone to pick, you're upset with someone, and they just disappear? I mean, people call this ghosting, right? So the opportunity to forgive is never presented because people in your life just go away. Yes, and that's because we've gotten, especially younger people, are so addicted to communicating through the phone or through, you know, media, is that they don't know how to face up. Um, actually, one of the things that happens is if two people are dating, college students who date, very often they don't they don't want to break up. They just they just sort of disappear, and they just stop answering, which is really awful. I've, I've been hearing from a number of deans of students and counselors and chaplains and all that that that's happening, and it it is um, it's really quite wrong. And I do think so. I do think you're right in saying it's not just social media 
the content, you know, all the nasty things that are said. It may even be social media, the, the, the vehicle, that, that there's a tendency to say, well, the easiest thing is just not answer the text. Right. And you can't do I that. I think people are, are really afraid of face-to-face conversation, and if, even if it leads to confrontation. Uh, we read an amazing article yesterday in the New York Times where um, people are now fighting. In, married couples in the same house, in the same apartment, go to separate rooms and text each other in order to fight <laughs> rather than actually, you know, having a conversation. Oh. They say, oh, it's great because you don't interrupt each other and there's no tone of voice. And they even have a name for it with sexting, F-E-X-T-I-N-G. Sexting, which is fighting sexting. through text. It's fighting through text. But that, that the marriage counselors all it's, say it's a terrible thing, yeah. Right. Oh yeah, it's just I mean it's it's making people more less and less human and less and less able to act like human beings to actually intersect with with actual people and have any kind of humanity or compassion or anything because that's painful, that's awkward, that's right. Uncomfortable. And so we've lost our courage in some way to be compassionate and empathetic. Yes, exactly. Yes. All right, you guys, there's a lot more that we can go into here. And, of course, um, we're going to do that um, at a later time. But are we going to break and bring in Tim? Oh, you guys, we're bringing you back. So, okay. We have some more can time you stick around for a little bit with stick us? around? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to have a shout-out to Jane yeah. Hussey, my fourth grade teacher. If oh. you're listening, Miss Hussey, love Miss you. Hussey. Miss Hussey, we stick want with to us. talk with you. There's more Kathy Keller and Tim Keller next. 101.5 I wasn't sure. Gather around because it is present time. It's that gift-giving time of the year, and we're giving one that will keep on giving all year long. We could be paying your rent or mortgage for all of next year if you're the winner of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You want to come up in an early Christmas present? You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com slash contest. Hi, I'm Katie Farrell. I'm an author, a registered nurse, and a mom and wife to some of the pickiest eaters on the planet. People say that eating healthy is bland and boring, but I'm here to show you a better way with wholesome, simple recipes. Watch Dashing Dish on Cornerstone Television, Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eat better, feel great with Dashing Dish. Find us on Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Comcast Xfinity Channel 805. Mornings were made for better things than rheumatoid arthritis or RA. Zelgen's tofacitinib is a pill for adults with moderate to severe RA when tumor necrosis factor blockers did not work well or could not be tolerated. Zelgen's can help relieve joint pain, swelling, and help stop further joint damage. Zelgen's can lower your ability to fight infections. Don't start if you have one. Before and during treatment, your doctor should check for infections like TB and do blood tests. Serious, sometimes fatal infections, cancers including lymphoma and lung, blood clots, serious heart-related events, tears in the stomach or intestines, and allergic reactions have happened. People 50 and older with heart disease risk factors have an increased risk of death. Tell your doctor if you've had hepatitis B or C, have flu-like symptoms, are prone to infections, or have ever had a heart attack, stroke, clot, or other heart problems, or swelling of lips, tongue, throat, or hives. Ask your doctor about prescription Zeljans. Visit zeljans.com or call 1-844-ZELJANS. 
Do you have a passion for helping others? Turn it into a rewarding career at LifeSteps. LifeSteps is hiring caring people to make a difference in the lives of individuals with disabilities. Full-time and part-time positions available with opportunities close to home. No degree or experience necessary. LifeSteps offers flexible schedules, paid training, and generous benefits. Make a difference today. Call 724-283-1010 or visit LifeSteps.net. LifeSteps is an equal opportunity employer. Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse is kicking off the holiday season, Saturday, November 19th. It's their Jingle and Mingle Open House. From 10 till 2, enjoy free cookies, coffee, and cocoa as you browse bunches of fresh and fragrant greenery, handmade wreaths, poinsettias, and more. Attend the Make and Take Workshop, win Christmas-themed door prizes, plus games, music, a food truck, and plenty of homegrown holiday happiness. Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse in McDonald at Bedner'sGreenhouse.com. Talking with Tim and Kathy Keller. Tim's got a brand new book out, just released, called Forgive, Why Should I, and How Can I? I have a couple jobs. One of them is at a church, and one of them is here at the station. And about five or six years ago, I felt like there was something off that, uh, between uh, myself and someone I was working with. And it was starting to get more and more frustrating to me until finally, when I was in the car, I decided to call them. And to make an old fashioned phone call. So I called the person and, uh, you know, I said, I don't, you know, I, I don't really know how to get into this, but I just have to say, I just, I feel like there's something between us that, you know, and he said, well, you're sensing it correctly because the bottom line is I don't like you very much. And I said, ouch. Okay. And then we went to commercial break. <laughs> it wasn't John and I, Thank you. but okay. That was, so I'm I'm not going to relate the whole rest of the conversation, but it was extremely uncomfortable. It was it was really painful. Um, but the good news is that now that it's been six or seven years, I'm much closer with that person and have a much greater understanding of that person than I ever would have had if we would not have had that. Um, I'm not eager to have another conversation like that that's that awkward, but I'm not as afraid of it now because I see what it can produce and having that person explain why they didn't like just bottom line. I just don't like you. And what I was doing to produce that in him was just so important to my growth as a person. So I guess I want you, uh, Tim and Kathy to talk about what reconciliation might look like and things that are much more significant, of course, than, than that, you know, a little tiff with some, with a coworker, but, but still, the process, but still the process to me was significant. You know, that's something that I say quite frequently, not like once in a blue moon, but there's, a lot of occasions on which I have to say to somebody, do I need to apologize to you? Because I can hurt people's feelings effortlessly without thinking about it. And Tim has been, it's been pointed out to both of us, and it doesn't seem like it's real life, but that with being public figures that we have the power to uh, encourage or discourage people way out of proportion to what we think we do. So I have to remember that, and I don't always. And if I walk per- past a person and don't recognize them or something like that, it can hurt. And I find myself saying, do I need to apologize to you? Because I don't know how else to open a conversation with somebody with, that there's awkwardness. So I recommend it as a way to go. But, Tim, you're the one to talk about the process. 
Well, I it does seem to me that you've actually, Kathy, you already gave uh, the uh, a good example when you actually asked the person and you gave them permission to tell you what they didn't like about you or what you had done to um, make them unhappy. And I'm assuming you sat there and took it uh, without immediately paying back and saying, oh, yeah, well, no, here's my it. list for you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, no, or, I took I it, know. but I just want to make sure that listeners understand how hor- horrific it was. <laughs> I right. mean, I'm not trying to gloss over it and say, oh, everybody should do this because it's great because it was very hard at the moment. But there's that the courage again, right? Yeah. So apology, forgiveness should always lead to or hopefully to reconciliation. Yeah, you do have to start by being willing to um, – here and you can't i don't uh very often and not, i don't know if that happened in this case very often there might be something on the other person's side that they could do to make things better but to start with i think you are willing to point to yourself and just listen and i, I the, in the, the epilogue by the way the epilogue of the not epilogue excuse me the appendices of the book of the forgive book actually have uh conversation uh examples of what you would do uh, how, if you went and you said, hey, is there something between us? Is there something that I have been doing and what they say? And then actually you need to even say, Are you, have you told me everything? <laughs> you actually do, because unless it's all out, you can't deal with it. Right. And, and so this is good. I mean, so this is something that's you're showing a model of, of forgiveness. And I think probably in a lot of families, probably most families, we have not been taught how to forgive well. Well, it that's one of the things our sons. Yeah, it's one of the things our sons have said we did right. They they're not shy about telling us what we did wrong. (laughs) But they said that thirty nine, forty two, forty four. But they've said, you know, one of the things that you did right was when you did when you were over too angry or whatever it was, you apologized to us. You said, I'm sorry, I did that wrong. That wasn't right of me to do that. And they said that that put actual teeth behind what you were saying as that you believed as Christians, that you were able to yeah. say that. I know that we're, you're not talking about parenting here. You're talking about forgiveness. I'm trying to change the subject, but uh, Kathy and I with, this is not false modesty. Kathy and I would say looking back, probably because we've been so busy and we have other character flaws, we were below average parents. And so you, you, we kind of wonder why our children are not more messed up. Mm. They're not at all. And we think that probably the only two things that they tell us were important, and I think they are. One is they say you didn't, you didn't push your faith down our throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second is that when you were wrong, you admitted it. And I wow. think that uh, I'm not trying to toot our own home because I, I have a long list of things we didn't do well. Yeah. Sure. But I'm not going there right now. But I do think that actually admitting and being able to forgive and reconcile was really one of the two main reasons why our, our kids look back on their their upbringing and are still pretty positive. Excellent. Yeah. Wait, so it's a, a sidebar there. So what about self-forgiveness? I mean, that's a big thing too, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, can you talk about that? Because I know, that, Tim, you talk about self-forgiveness. Yeah, I do. You first, Kathy. What, you remember what R.C. Sproul used to say? Um, no, nope, you better remind no. me. R.C. did our wedding, for those of you who don't <laughs> know about that. Wow. Oh, yeah, R.C. was an old Pittsburgh guy yeah. there yep. for a while. But our no, R.C. <laughs> I <clears throat> RC can be a, 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 a straight talker. And if somebody says, well, I believe God's forgiven me, but I can't forgive myself. Mm-hmm. RC used to say, ah, so you have higher standards than God, do we? <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> I, I remember thinking that's a real Pittsburgh bedside manner. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's straight to the heart. But he's right. Yeah. He's right. I think the other way to do it would be to say, if, if for example, let's just say I feel like um, I let them my parents or I really screwed up my career. I know God's forgiven me, but I can't forgive myself. Very often I'm saying, well, you know what? Maybe your parents or even your career is more important to you than, than God. Mm. And uh, if you make your career your God, you're essentially your God. You're the main thing in your life. Then that God can never forgive you. you you're, you're, if you, if you uh, I don't know, if you embezzle or you do something stupid or wrong and then it screws up your career, your career will basically uh, punish you the rest of your life because the only God, the only God that can forgive you is the real God. So I sometimes I look and say maybe the thing that you – you're doing is there's something more important than God in your life. And that's a little gentler way to do it. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would take time to figure out whether that's true or not. The new book is called Forgive. Why should I and how can I by Tim Keller? We're talking to Tim and Kathy. We only have a couple minutes left, you guys. So I want to see um, how you guys are personally, Tim, how is the situation with your health? Kath, how are you? Um, give us an update. Hey, Kath, go ahead. Oh, you want me to do it? Okay, Um, we were down at the NIH, where Tim's part of that uh, experimental immunological trial that's been working so well. And they gave us good news, and let's keep an eye on it, news. Um, The good news is that the things that they've been measuring to see whether it's working or not, a couple of them have totally disappeared. They can't measure them anymore because they're gone. Um, But then there's a couple of things, a few little um, tumors that they see that haven't budged and might be um, wearing a cloak of invisibility. Cancer can do that so that it can't be found by the treatment, and they're just going to keep an eye on that and um, see what it looks like next time they see us. They gave us two months off. Instead of going down every month, we have a two-month delay we don't have to go down until january the last we were there was in november so they must not be worried too much saying i mean you don't hear those often cancer disappearing do you no you don't they've they've been pretty um thrilled at the response that tim has had to um their immunology trial til cells it's a form of immune therapy you can google it if you want and tim before you leave us just talk about how your energy level is and how you've been able to navigate you know the rsv covid flu world <laughs> well i'm wearing a mask my, yeah unfortunately because some of my uh, white blood cells are pretty low because of the therapy they're asking me not to go out so we're we're somewhat stir crazy but we think for the time being uh, a, because I'm immune suppressed, as they say, and B, because there's so much stuff going around. We're just careful. That's all. It's not like okay. we're a boy. I'm not the boy in the bubble. Right. You know, we just had our three. We had our three youngest, our three of our grandchildren stayed with us this weekend. That and is. so that proves that I am not, uh, you know, I'm not debilitated. <laughs> we had all three of them. But you have a life. So I'm, my energy level is pretty good, basically. That's awesome. But we are That's trying awesome. to be well, careful. Well, there's a new yeah. Pittsburgh edition of Monopoly. Maybe we'll send it to you guys. You can play <laughs> while you're isolated. <laughs> okay. Very nice. Okay. Tim. Great to Kath, see you. Great to with hear you from up. you guys. Always good stuff. Thanks. Thank you so much. Talk Thanks. soon. Thanks. Bye. Trish heard one of our radio ads recently and gave us a yell. Ryan, she said, I keep hearing that mortgage interest rates are annoyingly up. But I'll keep it real. 
I'm struggling with bills. I haven't taken a vacation in years. And my back patio looks like Godzilla visited. And then I keep hearing how much home values have gone up. Would it be wrong to pull that new cash out of my home to use for this stuff? It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And yes, rates are annoyingly up. And so for some, it could be wrong to do a cash out refinance. But for others, the recent home value rush is still a once in a lifetime opportunity. Trish eliminated her credit card debt, turned the backyard into an oasis, and kept some money back for a vacation and rainy days. And her plan is, when these annoying rates settle back down, she'll refinance then to lower the rate. If you're curious what a cash-out refinance would look like for you, we are United, United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. NMLS number 1330. That's Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. Hi, I'm Katie Farrell. I'm an author, a registered nurse, and a mom and wife to some of the pickiest eaters on the planet. People say that eating healthy is bland and boring, but I'm here to show you a better way with wholesome, simple recipes. Watch Dashing Dish on Cornerstone Television, Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eat better, feel great with Dashing Dish. Find us on Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Comcast Xfinity Channel 805. Persecuted Christians in China, they're beaten, jailed, and threatened with death, and they need your help today. This is Bible League International, and just outside of Beijing, 12-year-old Ming became a believer after learning English as a second language through a program from Bible League because the Bible is the source of the reading assignments. Ming would lead her father, Daiku, a Confucianist to Christ, but her bitter atheist mother has turned them in for attending a house church near their home outside of Beijing. Now, we're not sure what's going to happen to these two, but they remain faithful in worship, and they're praying for Bibles because in their church of 200 there's only about three bibles many are known to stay after the service to write down some scriptures just to have something to take into their week and 50 year old katsu beaten and jailed many times as a pastor he led his atheist interrogator to christ together they've seen thousands come to christ they need bibles in china join word fm and bible league in blessing 5,000 bibleist persecuted believers at only five dollars a bible a hundred dollars since 20 call 800 yes word 800 yes word 800 yes word or give at wordfm.com. Hi, I'm Kyle, and my company is Blindster.com. I started Blindster in 2010 to provide custom blind shades and shutters at affordable prices. Our blinds are easy to install and shipping is free. Don't hire an expensive professional. Do it yourself and save big at Blindster.com. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Okay, so it's not a bad idea. The Pittsburgh edition of Monopoly yeah. should find its way to the Kellers. Okay. Right? So how about Kath saying hi to her fourth grade teacher? I know. I absolutely love that miss. Oh, I can't Sorry. remember now. Yeah, yeah. I hope she heard. I hope she heard. Me too. Hey, before we leave the air, I wanted to make sure that I acknowledge the death of Jim Bohannon, uh, who passed away over the weekend. Mm. A talk radio legend. He sure is. And, you know, I knew that something, he was having health problems. I listened to his show uh, pretty much every night for a little bit of time. And he hasn't been on the air for the last four or six weeks, maybe. Decades on the air. Yeah, but he was on the, I mean, I started listening to him when I was in college. 
Yeah, and he probably, took over Larry King's show. Right, and you know, filled in for Larry King famously, probably for fifteen other years before that. But had his own beginning way back in Los Angeles. I mean, he's one of those guys, probably old school, that will not see the likes of again. Yeah, I coast about to coast that. radio yeah. late at night. Yeah, and he talked about a lot of varied issues. Mm-hmm. Like he would talk politics, but he was certainly not. Just in that realm, he'd talk about military history. He'd talk about entertainment. He'd talk. I mean, he was you, a gentleman. He really, yeah, wasn't yeah. he? But with very strong opinions. Well, that was his job. But expressed well. Yes, expressed well. I mean, I, I saw that he did pass away, and was really so, sorry to see that. Yeah. But again, you're not going to see that anymore. I mean, there used to be a time in every market there was always those late night guys, right? Yeah. And of course, the national as well. And the general interest show, you know, mm-hmm. that goes, you know, kind of crosses genres. Yep. That's Anything. something that's it's very hard to maintain. And caller driven yeah. as well. Right? Very hard to maintain. But he also had he had a nice combination of guest driven and caller driven. Mm-hmm. It wasn't exclusively one or the other. Well, he was up all night long, so you know he had to have some good guests as well. He was a terrific talent. Sure was. And I'm very, very sorry to hear that he passed. Jim Bohannon. Hey, uh, if you missed any portion of the show, especially with the Kellers, we always enjoy the conversation. Uh, the streaming is up after we leave the air, so please check out it as well. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow, God willing. Have yourself a great night, and uh, stay warm out there. Maybe fire up the, uh, the furnace a little higher. Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.